0: Welcome to the Create a Relationship You Love Summit. I'm your host, Andrea Carella, and the benefits of this summit are to help couples create satisfying, authentic, harmonious, and passionate relationships. Today, we have a very special guest. Her name is Diana Kirshner. And she is the author of the hot new book, 30 Days to Love, The Ultimate Relationship Turnaround Guide. Today, we'll be talking about turning your relationship around in 30 days or less. And we will be covering the 60-second cure to closeness if you're feeling lonely or bored in your relationship, how to revitalize your relationship if it feels like it's dying, and what to do if you're friends with your partner but have lost that loving feeling. In addition, we'll cover the secret that can set up your whole day so that you can be in a state of love and connection with your partner. Welcome to today's summit, Diana. It's wonderful to have you on today.
1: Oh, thank you so much, Andrea. Thank you so much.
0: Great. So I have so many questions that I am very eager to ask you. We'll just go ahead and jump on in. In the 30 Days to Love book that you wrote, you say that even if you're feeling bored or lonely that there's a simple 60-second cure that can put the closeness back in your relationship. Can you tell us about that? Yes,
1: yes. We're all wired for kind of present time connection, for making eye contact. That's how you release oxytocin, which is the bonding hormone, for touch, which also releases that wonderful feeling of oxytocin in your body. And of course, that's the, the tend and befriend hormone. It's the essence of connection. But what happens is that we have so many gizmos. We are always checking our phones. We're checking our email, our texts, our Facebook, whatever. We don't really we just don't make connection, especially if you're in a longer term relationship where things have gone on autopilot. And so all you need to do is to take just 60 seconds and give your partner your full attention. And it's so powerful your full and complete and undivided attention and then use what I take I call it I call a taking touch just just a little bit of a taking touch. So so what is a taking touch? It's it's actually little light touch with your fingertips where you're you're focusing on the pleasure in your own fingertips. You're actually taking pleasure in your hands, in your fingertips, just a little bit. You can uh, touch your partner on the neck or on an arm or thigh. It's not erotic. But in, in that taking touch, with that full attention, there's a kind of aphrodisiac that opens up a beautiful, beautiful sense of connection. You'll be shocked. I mean, it's it's instantaneous.
0: Mm, how beautiful. I, I have a couple in, that I work with in my office that I think that that would be a nice exercise for them to practice to to connect on that level. That's great. And I'm sure a lot of the couples on the call will benefit from that too. Now, um, what if your relationship feels like it's dying or it feels like it needs some CPR or you're even afraid to end up alone because it seems like it's going in that direction? Can there be a way that the couple can turn things around and get back to that loving feeling again?
1: absolutely it's really here's the bottom line it's often at that point of total loss that the potential is actually highest for a couple to come back together in a whole new way we're, we're profoundly wired for attachment and the thought of being alone is is terrifying virtually to to everyone. It's it's pretty much to everyone. Even if you really are feeling like you absolutely need your space or you want to run away screaming from your partner, which may be the case. The prospect of being very alone, totally alone when, when you get to it is very terrifying to us because we're wired for connections. At that point, you would be shocked at how much People are willing to take a lot more action and transform themselves in order to come back together. You know, uh, we had one couple in our mentoring program who were about to lose a 30 year marriage. And we had them have sessions together with their love mentor and start some of this 60 second connecting and uh, paying attention to each other. And there's some other exercises we can get to later in the interview. Long story short, they wound up crying and laughing together and actually making love under the dining room table. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> wow, there's definitely a way to revitalize the relationship. And what are some things if, if there are some couples on that on the call that are struggling in their relationship or it feels like they've been sweeping things underneath the carpet for a while and are, are feeling a, a, a disconnect, how how might they start to rekindle that? connection with one another? Do you have any tips or suggestions?
1: Absolutely. When someone's having an affair, what is that like? There's, there's this tremendous energy, there's preparation for meeting the person, there's an electricity and sensuality there. If you take that whole idea and turn it around so that you decide that you're going to experience having an affair with your husband or wife, you're going to experience having an affair, you know, with your long-term boyfriend or girlfriend, it starts to turn your mindset around. It just starts actually turning everything around. You shower as if, you know, you're going to meet someone for your affair. You're dressing with sexy lingerie. You might be meeting at a hotel. When you do that, really interesting and exciting things happen. Now, of course, People will say, I don't feel it. I, I just don't feel it because it's dead between us or I have a lot of resentment or I've been betrayed or he cheated, she cheated. The point there is that how much do you really want to find something new? And certainly we can talk a little bit more about how to handle a situation where there has been cheating and make have the men's made and, and coming together in, in, a, in a way that could be whole again. The thing is is how much is your relationship worth to you so I mean if it is worth something you could work on setting up a really romantic sexy encounter and setting the stage for that and even if you're not in the mood and you start to flirt and tease and you're kind of turned on yourself amazing things can suddenly happen the mood can turn around and heat up like you wouldn't believe
0: Now, let's say there is a solid friendship in their relationship, but they've, the couple has lost that loving feeling along the way. What can they possibly do to to get it back? Are there other things that they can do if they have a solid foundation of friendship, but wanting to keep things fresh after a child or life transitions and hormonal changes? How can they rekindle the connection?
1: This whole notion I started to talk about, about deciding you're having an affair is really, really, really powerful. I mean, it's really powerful. And the thing about the other aspect that I didn't touch on about that mindset is that you plan, you plan to have encounters, you plan encounters. Now, people think it's not very sexy to plan to have sex. However, when you do set aside time to have a sexy encounter, it could be in your own bedroom with Candles and bubble bath, and some Victoria's Secret lingerie. Even if you're not in the mood, you're not feeling like it, you plan to have a, a new encounter that way. And you can rekindle that sensual connection, that playfulness of lovers. And obviously, you got to keep your gadgets out of that room. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> got to keep your cell phone. Out of room. right because you wouldn't be using it if you were having an affair right so you're having an affair with your spouse right mm-hmm. and that's your mindset so what would i be saying what would i be wearing what would i be doing if we were having an affair and sometimes what's very helpful in doing something like that is to think if i don't have an affair with him someone else will
0: mm-hmm and I think also when I think about the transitions that many couples go through, they, they go from a couplehood to, to parenthood and some of those things that can steer them off course. How can a couple create those boundaries around their work, their life, their role as a parent so that they maintain that bond with one another along the way? Well,
1: I recommend two dates a week. I recommend one, the going, I call it the going in date, which is intimate time. You can go into your own bedroom after the children are asleep. And uh, that's for your affair time. And uh, then there's a going out date every week where you go out and you have fun together. You know, you fell in love by having fun together. So it's very, very important that you continue to have fun together. Very, very critical.
0: Mm, yes. And I know you have a secret. You have a secret that you can share of a way that a couple can set up their whole day to live in a state of connection and love. And what what could that be? What is that? Yes.
1: Yeah, I talk about it in 30 Days to Love. It, what it is, is bookending your days with love. Bookend your days with love. When you wake up, Imagine seeing your partner as if you're seeing him or her for the very first time. What is endearing? What's attractive? What's cute? What's sexy? If you have trouble with that kind of thing, imagine waking up without him or her being there at all. And then you're going to make a point of communicating what you appreciate physically and verbally. You might touch your partner's eyes or say how sexy and cute he looks or give him or her a little kiss. And just a little bit. It just starts the day on a certain note. It starts the day in a loving connection. And the same goes for the end of the day. When you say goodnight, you want to thank your partner for being there for you or being thoughtful or loving in any way that he or she was. And show appreciation. Appreciation is huge in terms of keeping... A relationship connected and and loving and setting the stage for a great sensual connection too you can if you find that hard at the end of the day imagine that this may be the last time you ever see your partner you know and you never know you never know and then you can that kind of helps you express gratitude you don't take that person for granted they Mm -hmm. could they could be gone tomorrow Um, express gratitude you know for having that person in your life. So you're like, I so appreciate the way you cuddle with me, how you're there and um, how, how wonderful you look.
0: Mm, Absolutely. Yes. I think that can very easily happen, taking each other for granted and not noticing and having gratitude for their, their partner's contribution. So keeping that top of mind is a a great intention, both at the beginning of the day, at the end of the day, and maybe even throughout the day. So thank you for that. Mm -hmm. Now, what if your partner is getting on your nerves and they're driving you nuts, uh, which that happens at times. So how do you maneuver through that so it doesn't turn into World War III? And how do you manage that inside so you can get back to that loving feeling again?
1: Well, you know, baby steps can change everything. Baby steps, baby steps. Think of a small thing that's annoying, you know, like not putting the top back on the toothpaste. And start with a magic phrase. I have a magic phrase that I teach couples about. And that phrase is, I would really love it if you fill in the blank. So I would really love it if you put the top back on the, the uh, toothpaste. I would really love it if your clothes you put your clothes in the hamper. And then when it is done, show that all too critical appreciation That key appreciation that just sets a positive tone in the relationship. You want to notice what your partner does right. We tend to notice what the partner, what our partners do wrong. (laughs) Mm. So if if you notice what your partner is doing right, it just sets the stage and positively reinforces them for doing more of it, really doing more of it. And it's amazing what can be done. It's just baby steps.
0: Mm, yes, I was working with a couple just this week, and and one partner was saying, "Oh, you never uh, give me affection," and the other partner is like looking perplexed, like I, I I kiss you every morning, I kiss you at night, I I say I love you, and, and she's like perplexed, like I th- I thought I did that, and and he's saying, "No, no, but you don't do it spontaneously," and so it, being very critical. And I think just being able to first acknowledge what your partner is doing and celebrating it and then refining it if there's something more that you need. And I I think the balance of the two is really important to nurture the relationship.
1: Yes, absolutely. Absolutely key.
0: Yes. Now, in 30 Days to Love, you say that you can create an irresistible mindset for lovers. How do you do that and how can – couples on the call do that for themselves?
1: Well, the first person and the most important person you have to turn on uh, is yourself. We are always looking to our partners to somehow be incredibly romantic, to be coming on to us in in sensually and sexually in just the right way. But it, it really starts with you. You are the most important person you want to actually turn yourself on and and especially for women this is very very important and one of the ways we do this in our love mentor coaching program is we have give themselves a sensual what i call a sensual diamond self nickname that represents them at their playful sexiest best so the way you do that's very simple you just close your eyes and remember a time you felt irresistible or attractive or hot or sexy if it's a, been a long time and you don't quite you can't quite access that <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you can you can even think about a sexy celebrity that you admire like Angelina Jolie or Sofia Vergara and imagine what would it feel like to be similar even in some small way to this sexy person And then you just give yourself a sexy nickname based on this imagery. You know, we've had women in our mentoring program who give themselves the names, uh, names like Saucy Susan, you know, Playful Minx, Hot Mama. And it's really fun. I mean, it's really, really, really fun. And, And then you can have a little fantasy of you being the Hot Mama, you being the Playful Minx, and how that might be if you brought that kind of energy into the relationship with your partner. And then just go ahead and play with it. Play with that identity. Play with being the the sauce. You know, saucy Susan. You can go shopping. You can get yourself some beautiful lingerie uh, that goes along with your sexy diamond self nickname, and it's really, really, really fun. We've had women in our love mentoring program who are in their sixties who do you know do this process of of really giving themselves this sensual wonderful new kind of identity. And they wind up having such a wonderful time. I mean, they wind up being like teenagers all over
0: again. <laughs> mm, that's great. Now, I'm curious, how how can men on the call, like what would be uh, ways that they could cultivate and become a great lover and create foreplay and really woo their woman in a way that can light them up? And how can some of the men on the call just do that in a way that is aligned with, with the woman's energy that could really create a, a positive vibration between them?
1: The men can do exactly the same thing where they can give themselves a dime self nickname. And uh, the men, of course, you know, it depends on what they're about. But, you know, Captain Jack, Fantastic Fred, Great Lover, whatever that name is that actually uh, is fun for them. Could be a superhero name. <laughs> mm-hmm. This is about, what people forget is that a loving relationship is about play. It's about, you know, you fell in love when you were having fun, you were playing together. And, and keeping that process going, where you're playing together, and that includes in the bedroom, you're playing and and you're having fun. Giving yourself, a man giving himself that kind of nickname, you know, I'm Captain Jack, I'm coming to get you, can be great fun, great fun, and lead to all kinds of new kinds of playful uh, interactions that you'd be shocked at, even in a long-term marriage. This is, this is a process that I do with my own husband, and we've been married for decades, mm-hmm. and we're more in love than we've ever been, that's the honest truth.
0: Mm. Now, how, how do you t- turn up the heat and get the sizzle and sec- sexiness you want in your relationship? I know you've well, mentioned you know, some great we tips. We tend
1: to prefer fantasy to taking action. It's easier to watch a romantic movie, read about steamy scenes in some novel, and have a fantasy about sex than to actually go for a real encounter and the important thing is to actually bring that energy into a real encounter with your partner and i mentioned this before that it's really great to have a going in date to have a plan where you're actually going to be physically intimate the reality is is that planned sex equals yummy sex it it should no longer just be something that happens on vacations you don't want to. Relegate it to a quickie because you have to get to sleep or the kids are calling. You want to really carve out some clear space and a time for some really great, sexy encounters and then really act on that plan. And even if you're not feeling it, I promise that even if you're not
0: feeling it,
1: something amazing will happen. You'll begin to get into it when you've. Carved out the space for it all to
0: happen. Mm, yeah, I think if we don't, sometimes if we don't plan it or we don't schedule it, it doesn't happen, or it it kind of falls by the wayside. Whether it's a, well, a workout or a yeah. date night or an intimate moment with our partner,
1: it falls to the bottom of the to do list. When mm. when people get married and they have children and they have so much going on, what happens? And this is the really dangerous thing is that it that sex falls to the bottom of the to-do list. Now when it falls to the bottom of the list, you don't do it.
0: <laughs> mhm. Absolutely. And I think I in working with couples so many things get in the way, whether it be like body image issues or maybe feeling depressed or mood And or lack of physical activity. So I I think also addressing some of those pieces to improve our mood, improve our quality of life, feel good in our body, dress well, attend to ourselves in that way, also allows us to be primed to maintain that level of sexiness within ourselves and in our relationship.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's very important, although it can be very difficult, particularly for women to take care of themselves. That's why sometimes you can even, you can just go around that, do an end run around the fact that you're 20 pounds overweight, uh, do an end run around the fact, you know, that you really haven't shaved your legs and just be playful and just go right for a Diamond Self nickname and just go for it. Because here's the reality about a great sexual encounter. It's energy. It's not really about the physical body. It is about the sensual energy, about the mojo, about the... And what's particularly sexy is having love plus a sexual turn on. That's the ultimate sexuality. And it's about energy. It's about a vibe. It doesn't matter that you're 20 pounds overweight. It doesn't matter that you haven't shaved your legs. It's about a vibe. And and if you think back to the beginning of the interview when we were talking about having an affair with your partner, an affair is all about a vibe. It's about a vibe. Mm-hmm. It's a sizzling, sexy vibe, and you can bring that in no matter what is happening. That's that's really that's really the bottom line. You can bring it in, and you can make it happen.
0: Mm. Now, I I'm curious. This is a, a a side question, but I think it's relevant uh, in your experience. Do you do you have children by any chance? Yes, I do. Now, I'm curious in the transitions or phases throughout your relationship as you have been a parent, a mother, and your husband a father, and how did you keep things throughout those phases maintain that bond in your in your couplehood?
1: Well one key thing that we did which was so important was to have ten minute listening sessions with each other. And what this is is that you make an agreement that you're each going to get to talk for 10 minutes while the other one listens like a reflective therapist, the, the listener doesn't say anything other than nodding or just confirming or validating that you said this to show that they're understanding it. You know, if you're saying, I feel sad, the listener, the partner who's the listener says, you feel sad. <laughs> mm. And so that's for 10 minutes. One gets to talk, one listens reflectively with full attention, and then you reverse roles. What happens in this is you really keep that friendship alive. You don't let the friendship that, that cements you together in, the, you know, in, the, in that marital bond, in the love bond, you don't let that fall apart. You get to understand what's really on each other's minds. What, uh, what we used to do when we were in that hectic phase when the children were young is we made sure we did our listening sessions. We really, really made sure we did them several times a week. Mm-hmm. And we kept that connection. And, and that, plus the going in date and the going out date, and sometimes they were coupled together with the listening sessions, those dates, mm-hmm. but we, we were able to really keep it alive. We were mm-hmm. able to stay together and be dearest friends and lovers. It's just a, such a blessing. You know, I'll tell you, Andrea, the truth is the reason I studied all this stuff and the research about love and the clinical practice of helping to create love is i wanted it for myself
0: <laughs> me too me too that's part of the inspiration for this summit is i want to cultivate that with my partner and want to help support other people to do the same so you and i are very similar in that respect
1: yeah, yeah. and so and I, you know so i really i try i've tried everything in my own private lab which is my marriage and i you know so and this really, really, really works. You know, your 10-minute listening sessions and your two dates. You're you're having an affair date where you're going in and you're going out to have fun.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Now, one other quick question. I am curious with work-life balance, I respect you. I know you're a very busy and professional entrepreneur and as probably your, your husband is also a, a professional And I'm curious, how did you both balance work and life and maintain and protect your relationship so that it was was carved out and and safe from all the busyness of life?
1: I mentioned this also earlier in the interview where you actually imagine not having your partner. Mm
0: -hmm. And that
1: is a very useful exercise. Uh, very, very useful, because it immediately puts things in proper uh, alignment in terms of <laughs> what, what you want to appreciate and focus on. There, mm-hmm. There's no work in the world that is going to be as important as your partner. But what happens is that it, it starts to feel that way. And of course, the children start to feel more important. But if you do that little exercise, imagine your partner being gone and you never know what's going to happen, what type could happen tomorrow. We don't know. You understand what the priority is. The priority is to do the listening session. The priority is to go on the dates. It doesn't matter if you're on a deadline. It doesn't matter if the kid is running a little bit of a fever. It doesn't matter. You have to go. You have to go because it is number one. Because you don't want to go through a divorce. You don't want to. And you know that most people divorce not because of an affair. They divorce because they say they've lost that friendship.
0: Mm. Yeah, so it's definitely important to invest in that, in that garden of your relationship. So it, it is uh, taking, well taken care of. Mm-hmm. Now, can a therapist or relationship coach really turn your relationship around? And this is, I, I, I know that it's possible, but curious what your thoughts are.
1: Well, yes and no. In terms of some types of coaching, there's very little certification. People can get away with very little certification and hang out a shingle. And, and a coach or a therapist can actually be destructive to your relationship. I mean, people don't understand that, but if they're not well-trained and, or in particular, if they're, they happen to be very bitter about the possibility of love, if, if they've had a personal experience Often in their lives, where let's say things fell apart or they had they were treated very poorly, they can have an unconscious notion uh, that affects the way they they handle their client.
0: Mm, um, yeah, I think skill skill set and ability and training makes a big difference. That, and that's, the that's for sure work too, and, and so, the work. Yeah, personal work. Yeah,
1: but on the other hand, if a coach is really knowledgeable
0: and trained and knows the
1: research. About what works to help couples turn the relationship around and believes in love, believes that that true love, true love, actually lasting passionate love is possible, they can be invaluable, absolutely and totally invaluable.
0: Mm, great, wonderful. I know we're we're kind of wrapping up, but you have an amazing free gift for our audience at love in 90days.com uh, or at lovein90days.com. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about the free 40-minute 40, 40 love mentoring session by phone or Skype?
1: Yes, yes. I have this amazing team. You, you wouldn't believe how wonderful they are. These are hand-picked love mentor coaches. And these are the people I would go to if I had a problem with love. They're Awesome. They're awesome. And what I can offer your listeners is a free 40 minute personal phone or Skype mentoring session with one of them. And all they need to do is go to loveand90days.com, click on the coaching tab, and fill out the form. And just be sure to add Andrea sent me. So if they put the Andrea sent me in there, uh, I'll be sure to make sure that they get a uh, a free session. Uh, Sometimes we get inundated with requests. We have clients from all over the world, and we have to actually turn people away. But if they put in, Andrea sent me, they will get a session. And uh, we've had amazing things happen, even after one session. I mean, a couple, you know, coming closer together, understanding what they need to do, beginning to start to do some of these, you know, going in dates. Uh, it's amazing how it all turns around even after,
0: can after
1: one session. Mm,
0: Wonderful. Well, thank you so much. I've really enjoyed this conversation with you today, Diana. Oh, this was wonderful. I really enjoyed it, too. Great. So once again, I'm your host, Andrea Carella, with True Potential Counseling. And just to recap what we covered with Diana on today's episode. We covered the 60-second cure to closeness if you are feeling lonely or bored in your relationship, how to revitalize your relationship if it feels like it's dying, what to do if you're friends with your partner but have lost that loving feeling, and the secret that can set your whole day uh, so that you're in a state of love and connection with your partner. Stay tuned for tomorrow. We have another amazing interviewee for the Create a Relationship You Love Summit series. I can't wait to connect with you then, so be sure to check your inbox and join us tomorrow. Have a great day.